Um, have you ever noticed over time that things wear out? You know, your shoes wear out, your clothes wear out, your car wears out, you know, things over time, everything over time just seems to wear out, you know, and, and some of you guys, you, you, some of you men, um, you have your favourite T-shirt and, and you, you just keep on wearing that thing and even though it's worn out and, and then your wife does something unforgivable like throwing it out while you're not looking and, they, you know, and, and then you have to get counselling and, you know, I've, I've moved on beyond that stage uh, in my life, but things wear out. And I, I had this car once um, and, and it's like it had two doors because when you close the door, it closed a second time because it was so rusty that the, the, the door panel on the door would flap like that. So you close the door and it go, beep, 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 flap on the door. Anyone had a car like that? Like it was like, it was so worn out. This car was so bad that the people that I lived with in Wellington for a season said to me, um, Craig, you can't park that car in the driveway you need to park it on the street. They didn't even want it on their property. It was so bad. And on my way down to Wellington, I wasn't speeding, wasn't breaking any laws, and a police officer pulled me over because he looked at the car and thought, there's no way that car has a warrant of fitness. And, um, but I did. I had a warrant of fitness, and he couldn't believe it. He was just like, and I, he said to me, where are you driving to? And at that stage, I was, I was um, I think I was just outside of uh, Topo, and um, and he said to me, where are you going to? I said, Wellington. He says, good luck. <laughs> it, was, it was such a bomb that while I was asleep one night, someone spray painted on the doors, F-O-B, FOB. It was, it was that bad. The car was that bad. Like even the place that I worked said, you can't park this car in the staff car park because I was working for BMW at the time and they didn't want this bomb sitting in there. Car park, it was, it was, the car was so bad, I absolutely just, I drove that vehicle into the ground. I got every bit of money worth I could get out of it. I drove it until it had nothing left. Is there anybody else like that here where you like, you wear things and you use things until they are just beyond recognition of what they wear? Anybody like that? Or are you one of these people the minute something slightly goes wrong, you biff it and get something new? I, I, I wore this thing into the ground. I completely wore that car out until it was no way I was ever gonna get a warrant of fitness again. It was just completely and totally trashed. It was completely worn out until there was nothing left. And the thing is, is that that's how so many of us treat our spiritual life. We treat our spiritual life, we don't renew it, we don't refresh it, we just go hard and fast. We just go to the point of exhaustion in our spiritual life to where we're overwhelmed, to where we've become spiritually inconsistent and we drive our spiritual life into the ground because we've lost the art of understanding how to renew and refresh our walk with God. You see, the thing about material things like a car, it can be replaced but living things can't be replaced. You, you might want to replace your children. You may even thought about replacing your children, but you can't replace your children. You've got them for life. You can replace your car, but you can't replace your kids. Some, I just saw some dads like, oh, man. You can't replace 
your kids. And so what do we do about living things when they start to wear out, like relationships? Well, well, the scripture teaches us that God wants to renew our relationships, that God wants to continue to renew our relationship with him daily, all the time, that God is looking to always bring a freshness to our lives. And maybe, maybe you walked into church today a, a little bit like me. And if you're honest with yourself, you realize you're just a, a little bit spiritually inconsistent that sometimes you're really good at reading your Bible and then sometimes you're really bad at reading your Bible. Sometimes you're hot for God. Sometimes you're cold for God. Uh, one minute, you know, you're, you're praying and the next minute you're just not. And there's just this spiritual inconsistency that has come to our lives, and we're just, we're just not really on our game. Is anybody like that that wants to be honest today? Maybe you're just a little bit spiritually inconsistent in your life. You're, you're a little worn out, tired, physically run down. You know, like the first thought that comes into your head is, I just need a break. I'm tired. I just, I just need a holiday. I need a break. Is it, is it, my, my strength is gone, I just, I've just got nothing left. Maybe there's some people like that that feel like that today in this place. Well, in Colossians chapter three, verse 10, it says this, it says, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Isn't that our goal of life, to become like him? To become like who he is? Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. That Greek word there for renewed means this. It means to, to make new, to give new strength, to renovate, to rejuvenate. It, it, it virtually almost, almost means to start all over again. That's what it means. And we see renewal everywhere in life. In fact, our Bodies go to sleep at night, why? So that they can refresh and renew for the next day. We have day and night, why? Because night helps the day renew itself. We have different seasons like summer and winter and spring and autumn. Although sometimes I think living in Auckland, we just have them all the time every week. Um, but each season is about renewing. It's about the one season comes before the next to renew the trees. And uh, so I love autumn, all the beautiful leaves that come out in autumn. But how many people know once the leaves start dropping off in winter, it's not so cool. But then the spring comes through and then all this beautiful thing about nature is constantly renewing itself. We see renewing of things all around us. Jesus the Bible talks frequently about how often he withdrew and he got himself away on his own and he refreshed and he renewed. In fact, it even says that God, after he had been creating the world after six days, that on the seventh day, he rested, he refreshed, he renewed. Even Almighty God had to do that. The creator of the universe had to do that. And so we see renewal all around us, but sometimes I don't think we see renewal in us. Sometimes I think we see renewal in people's lives around us, but sometimes I don't think we see renewal in us. And it's almost like we have lost the art or we've forgotten how to be renewed. And, and, and maybe that's the, the culture that we live in right now. Maybe it's because we've got so much going on in our lives right now that we're so busy 
but I would like to propose that I think we've lost the art of true renewal, that we've lost the ability to renew ourselves or as Colossian puts it, to, to put on that new nature so that we can be renewed. I, I would like to suggest to you that we've lost the art of that. The, to put on, and that scripture literally means, it literally means this, and this is why I've got my blanket. This is my blanket. Does anybody have a blanket in your family? People have specific blankets? Does anybody in your family get angry when you use their blanket rather than your own blanket? Does anybody in your family have people that take your blanket and put it on their bed because they're cold and then you don't have a blanket when you get up in the morning to have your quiet time? Has anybody got people like that? Just my house? Where they don't care if dad's freezing cold while he's trying to read his Bible because they made sure they're warm in their bed? No, no one's like that, just just my family. All right, cool. Um, Can I come live at your house? Um, To put on literally means this. It literally means that we... Let me get myself organized. It means, it means that, it means that we sink into. You know, I don't know about you, but I, don't, I, I can't think of anything better on a Sunday afternoon, a cold Sunday afternoon, than sinking into your blanket on the couch, lying down, falling asleep, watching something. Nothing's better than that, eh? Some of you have gone out and brought oodies and all these weird things, snuggle blankets, weighted blankets, because you've got to have a weighted blanket because that just makes you feel all snugly and nice on the inside. And that's what it means to put on. It says to put on your new nature means to sink yourself into it, to be enveloped by it. It means to sink yourself into it. It means to clothe oneself. It's a a beautiful picture of what being renewed is, that you sink yourself into your new nature and this renewing comes forth as you put it on. And, And so often we're running around so much because life is coming at us and we've got all sorts of stuff going on and and, and sometimes we feel like we're just in survival mode, that we're just surviving in life and we're reacting to life rather than being proactive towards life and, and, and we become desperate and we become disillusioned with how our life is going and we don't know where to turn and it's because we've, we've lost the art or we haven't learned the art of putting on and sinking into our new nature and allowing ourselves to be renewed. We haven't learned the art of putting on our new nature, and so we're still trying to step into our new nature, wearing our old nature. And the Bible says that this is something that we should do every day, where we say, God, I'm a new creation. God, I'm yours. God, help me today. I surrender my life today. Guide me, direct me, help me to sink into this new Nature, help me put on this new nature because I want to be like you. You see, when a, when a firefighter or a policeman put on their uniform, there's a, there's a confidence that comes with that, right? 
There's a confidence that comes when they put their uniform on. There's that sense of understanding who they are, that security that comes, the inner strength that comes from wearing a uniform. And, and the same thing is here with the scripture, that as we put on this new nature, as we sink ourselves into this new nature, and we step into who we are in Christ, and we, and we feel that sense of security and that sense of belonging and that sense of who we are in Christ, that all of a sudden we start to become renewed and we start to become more like him. There's this confidence, there's this faith, there's this boldness that comes as we renew ourselves. But renewal can only occur if we're connected to the life source that is Jesus. If we're not connected to the life source of renewal, as in other words, putting on your new nature and connecting or sinking into that, then if we're not connected to the life source, then we can't have the renewal that the scripture speaks of. Why? Because Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches and the branches gets what it needs by the vine. And if the branch is cut off from the vine, then the branch dies on its own. A coal outside of the fire gets cold. And so we have to be connected into the life source for this to happen. And, and so much of our life is actually about the enemy. It's about the devil. It's about the principalities and powers trying to get us to disconnect from the life source, to, to not clothe ourselves in the, in the new nature, but to operate the way that we always have, to not be renewing daily, but trying to live off a renewal that God did in us 10 years ago, and we're still trying to live in that now. And so much of life is about him trying to disconnect us from the life source and we get busy and we get distracted and we caught up in life and we lose sight of being renewed day by day with the life source that is Jesus Christ. So, so, so how do we renew? Like, that's nice that you've told us that we've forgotten, but how do we renew? How, what does renewing look like and, and what will God renew in you? Well, the first thing that Scripture teaches us is God will renew your spirit is that God will renew your spirit. If you, if you are feeling like me, a little bit spiritually inconsistent, well, today I, I'm gonna invite you, I'm gonna encourage you that we're, we're gonna sink into the consistency of Christ today, that we're gonna sink into that, we're gonna sink into our new nature, and the Bible says that as we sink into our new nature, that he will renew you, and God can do that for you today. If, if, if there's one person in scripture that to me symbolizes this ability to be renewed, it would be King David. You know, King David is one of our heroes in scripture, right? And, and the Bible says that King David was a, was a man after God's very own heart. Like it doesn't say that about anybody else in scripture. And so, so what that says is it says to me that David's heart was after God's heart, that, that David's whole entire drive in life was to pursue and find the heart of God. But yet David, if you read the Psalms, constantly suffered with spiritual inconsistency. He was constantly up and down like a yo-yo. Like you read some of the Psalms. The first half of the Psalm is him whinging and moaning and complaining about how hard life is. And the second half of the Psalm is talking about how amazing and how brilliant God is. It's like he's a, a schizophrenic worshiper. He was in a phase of his life in a particular part in Psalm 51. He was in a phase of his life 
where you, you can even hear it in his writing, that there was this almost this self-loathing going on, and he's, and he's crying out to God, God, help me, God, help me, God, help me. And in Psalm 51 verse 10, one of the most famous scriptures, if you've been around the Christian world long enough, it says this, it says, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Steadfast means to, to be firm, it means to be stable, it means to be grounded, it means to be in place, to be immovable. And when you step into, or when you put on your new nature, when you, when you step into Christ, the Bible says that he will make your faith firm, your walk stable, your beliefs grounded. And, and David cried out to God in the middle of a crisis and he said, God created me a clean heart. He said this just after he committed adultery and murder and he's boldly coming into God's presence and he's saying, oh, created me a new heart, a pure heart and renew a right spirit within me or renew a steadfast spirit within me. I, I think this is a great, a great illustration from David for you and I, and that when we have blown it, when we have completely wrecked it, we don't, we don't run away from God. No, 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 we, we run to Him with the same cry of God, help me, God, renew. And, and God doesn't turn Him away and God won't turn you away. Why? Because God isn't interested so much in what you have done. He's interested in what you're about to do. He's interested whether you're gonna say, God, create in me a pure heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Help me get stable again, grounded again, in the right place again. Help me get my strength back. Help me get renewed. Help me get the new man on me, the new nature. I wanna sink myself into that. So often when we failed and we've let God down, we run away from that rather than running to that. But, but you know, my, my question, I always think is if, if this guy was... A man after God's own heart, how, how, how could he be so spiritually inconsistent? And yet he cries out to God, help me, change me, clean my heart. You know what I love about that? I want you to get this this morning, is God did a renewal in David's life in the middle of his brokenness. Brokenness brings renewal. Brokenness brings renewal. How do we know that? Because you don't replace something until it's broken. When something breaks, you replace it. When the handle breaks off the frying pan, you buy a new one. Brokenness brings renewal. Which means sometimes the brokenness that you're going through is because God is allowing that brokenness because he's trying to bring renewal to you. You see, when you're going through pain, when you're going through brokenness, all you can see is the hurt, and I get that, I understand that, I'm exactly the same. All you can see is the suffering. Maybe all you can see is the hopelessness when you look at your situation, what you don't see is what God did in David. He can do in you today. He can renew you. 
What we don't see when we're suffering in our brokenness, when we don't see when we're suffering in our hopelessness, when we don't see is that you are in the prime position for God to come and do a renewal work on the inside of you if you, like David, would cry out, Lord, help me, Lord, change me, Lord, renew me. Do something beautiful in this broken state that I am, God, come and do something beautiful. Reminds me of an old song, something beautiful, something good. Anyone remember it? All my confusion, he understood. All I have to offer him was brokenness and strife, but he made something beautiful out of my life. Uh, You can buy tickets, I'll be here all next week. See, God wants to renew your heart. You you might just see pain. You might just see hopelessness. You might just see brokenness, but God wants to renew your heart. God wants to take you in that broken state and make something new and beautiful out of your life. And if God did it for David, who was an adulterer murderer, he can do it for you. And we know he did it for David because in verse Uh, In chapter 57 of Psalms, David says this, My heart is steadfast, O Lord. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. Over here in in, in chapter 51, we're like, Create in me a pure heart. God, I'm broken. I need you to change me. But jump over to, uh, to chapter 57. He goes, My heart is steadfast. It's stable. It's strong. It's grounded. The very thing I asked you to create in me, a steadfast spirit within me, you have done. And if God can do it for David, God can do it for you. You too can be steadfast. God can renew a steadfast spirit in you so that you're grounded, you're stable. The the renewal process, though, often starts in a broken state. It's a little bit like renovation that you in your home is maybe it's bound to be people here that have done some sort of renovation at some stage in a home if you've owned it. We, we own this old home, 1950s home, when we were living in Maradewa, and um, we decided to, to renovate the bathroom. And I want to tell you, when you start renovations, it's ugly and it's painful, especially a bathroom, because we couldn't really... Here's the thing about renovating that nobody tells you. It always takes longer and costs more. No matter what what the builder tells you or the plumber tells you, add another 25-30%. It's more likely what it's going to be. And we had this 1950s home, and and a friend of ours who was a builder goes, no problem, man, I'll come over, we can whack that wall out, and we'll jib it. The problem was it was a 1950s home. And so half half the bits of wood that were holding the, were like, all over the place, and so he's having, so what I thought was going to be a day, because that's what he told me, became three weeks of no shower and shooting down to, thank the Lord, the, the in-laws lived around the corner, shooting down and having showers there, or going down to the local rec centre and pretending to swim, but actually you're just there for a shower. It always takes longer, it always costs more, it's, it's, it's ugly, 
There's rubbish everywhere. You're constantly stepping over it. There's dust everywhere. It's a mess. And it's a mess, why? Because you've had to pull out the old. You've had to pull out the old bathtub, the old vanity, the old kitchen. You've had to pull out the old stuff. And in pulling out the old stuff, it looks ugly. It's a mess. There's a whole lot of rubbish we're stepping over. It's costing us more than we thought, taking longer than we thought. It's actually quite a painful process. But here's the thing. For us to renovate the bathroom, the old had to come out. And maybe for you and I today, maybe for you, God wants to pull your old nature out of you today. Maybe there's some things in your life and the part of the renewal process that God is trying to do in your life is to rip out the old stuff. Just like he had to do with David when he said, created me a clean heart. And I know that as we went through the, the renovation of our bathroom, I got a little bit disillusioned at times because it was taking so much longer than what I had hoped. And, and we can become disillusioned in the middle of the renovation process that God has taken us through. And, and we can, in the middle of it, kind of say to God, this is too hard, this is too tough, I, I'm done, I quit, this is, this is too hard to keep doing it. The problem when you're renovating a house, you just gotta keep going. Like, you can't just go, no, no, I'm not going to do anything. Well, you've got to have a shower, right? Maybe some of you don't. But here's the thing. For the renovation or the renewal process to occur, the old has to come out. But it's worth it. It's worth it when you stand back and you see the new bathroom with the tiles and the fresh paint and the new vanity that, you know, you spent hours discussing what sort of vanity you should get and having disagreements and trying to work out which one you both liked and then realising as the husband that I should just do whatever she wants and my life will be happy, right? And, and then if I thought picking out the vanity was tough, then it's tapware. It's like, who knew there were so many options around tapware, right? But when you stand back at the end of the renovation process, the old has come out and you look at it and you go, man, that was worth it. Look at, our, look at our bathroom now. Let's invite the neighbors over to have a look how amazing our bathroom is. Because when you allow the renovation process to take place, something spectacular can be made in place. And God wants to do something spectacular in your life. God wants to renew you. He wants to refresh you. He wants to make something beautiful out of you, and just like a new kitchen or a new bathroom, he wants to do something spectacular in your life when you would allow it. But so often, our prayers are not God creating me a clean heart, our prayers are so often God change my circumstances. God, God, if you would just change my boss and I had a better boss, then everything would be all right. God, if you would just change my spouse and give me a new spouse would be good to go. God, if you just change my kids, or God, if you just help me get this one deal, this one deal, it's one business deal, everything would work out. God, if you could just help me pay this one bill this week, everything would be okay. And a lot of our prayers is wanting God to change our circumstances 
or wanting God to change the external, but the problem is, is that renewal always starts internally, not externally. It's created me a new heart or put on the new nature, sink into it. Renewal always starts from brokenness, but renewal also always starts internally. And David cries out, renew my heart. God changed me. His prayers changed him from the inside out. And often sometimes in our married lives, we can be like, God change her, or God change him, or God change my boss, or God change my kid's attitude. Maybe the prayer we should be saying is God change my heart, make me new, help me to be the best husband and father that I could ever be. Change in me what needs to be changing so I'm a better husband, I'm a better father. And if you focus on changing you from the inside out and allowing you to be renewed, you'll become a better husband and a better dad or a better wife and a better mother. Instead of constantly asking them to improve, how about we just change us? And how about the husband over here, instead of always pointing the finger at what she needs to do, how about we just focus on what we need to do? Because here's the key to making marriage work. If I can be the best husband I can be and she can be the best wife I can be, our marriage will be okay. But while I'm pointing the finger and telling her how to be a wife, because I'm a woman after all, so I know how to be a wife, or telling our husband how to be a husband because you're a man so you would know, is it got a little bit quiet in the room now? Why do we tell each other how we should be when we don't even know how to be that? I don't want to go in this direction. Stay on track. <laughs> Renewal starts internally. Renewal starts on the inside when we say, God, change my heart. If you want God to do something spectacular in your marriage or in your family, don't pray change my kids or change my wife or change my husband. Pray God change my heart. I want to be like you. God, give me love, give me grace. God, change me from the inside out. Why? Because renewal starts in brokenness when we call on God, help me to be more like you. God, renew my spirit. The second thing is God will renew your strength. You know, most of us, we think when we need to be refreshed, what I need is a holiday. What I discovered when the kids were little is that I wanted to get back to work to have a holiday from the kids. Does anybody understand what I'm meaning? There's gotta be some people in this place. You just had your kids for two weeks. How many people know having your kids on holiday is not refreshing? because you've got to do this and that and go to the park and you've got to run at the, and you're running around. It's like, you get back to work and you're like, oh, oh. It's like a, that's how I found it anyway. Sometimes I've come back and rather than being refreshed, I'm stressed because I've got a whole lot of work I've got to get done and there's bills to be paid and there's things to happen and, 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 and I don't feel like I've been refreshed and had my strength renewed at all. So how do we renew our strength in this busy life? Glad you asked. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says this, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. In other versions, it says those that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. That word hope in the Hebrew means to, to, to wait, to linger, 
to be intertwined with. The only way I can kind of demonstrate this to you well is, Rima, can you jump up here beside me in Anna? Trying to take shortcuts. It's health and safety. And then there's going to be three-legged. The only way I can describe to you what the scripture really means, it means to be intertwined. It means to be... It means to be tied to. When, when you are tied to someone else or when you are intertwined with someone else, you have to be in sync, right? Yes? Maybe hold hands instead. You have to be in sync. Why? Because if you're not in sync, when, when, when I step, he's not gonna step with me. Yes? He's, gotta be in, he's got to be in sync with me. In sync with me. So he's got he's to learn to walk when I walk, yes? He's got to learn to pause when I pause. He's got to learn to turn when I turn. I'm giving you heads up. You've got to learn to walk again when I'm walking. And then you've got to learn to stop when I stop. And you can come and untie it if you like. And what the Bible is saying here is those who wait on the Lord. In other words, those who are tied into Christ. Those who have their lives tied up with God, they will renew their strength. You can't renew your strength if you are not tied up to Jesus if you are not intertwined to him, if you are not consistent with him, then you can't renew your strength because you can't be in step with him when you're not tied to him. And so he may pause and you might continue to walk and before you know it, there's a disconnect between you and him. Or maybe he changes direction and you end up over here and he's over here because there's a disconnection. But when you are tied to him, when those who wait, those who linger, those that intertwine, those that are tied to him, they shall renew their strength. And I wanna encourage you today, if you are worn out, if you're feeling like, man, I just don't have much left to do, God wants you to tie yourself to him so that he can renew you and refresh you because you can get stronger while you wait. While you wait, you can get stronger. When you're tied to the source, he'll renew you. It's not just a physical strength, it's a spiritual strength. And you can rise above the winds of resistance that come your way because you're being renewed through Christ. He says this, he says, run and not grow weary. I don't know about you, I've run a couple of times in my life. And I found after about 50 meters of running, I'm pretty weary. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty tired, right? How do you, how do you run and not grow weary? Because you're tied to the life source. And when you're tied to the life source, you're constantly being renewed as you run, as you work, as you go through life. You're constantly being renewed, you're not having to live off what God did in your life five years ago, 
Your strength is coming through what God has done in your life today and the next day and the next day. Why? Because His mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The thing about this scripture that most people don't know is at the time that God spoke this scripture through Isaiah, Israel were about to enter into 170 years of trials and tribulations and trouble. God is setting them up by saying, hey, 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 those who wait on me or put their hope in me, even in the midst of trials, even in the midst of troubles, even in the midst of tribulations for the next 170 years, oh, those that are tied to me, they can renew their strength. They can mount up on wings as eagles. They can fly above all the circumstance. Even though there's trouble and there's trials and there's tribulation all around you, I can renew you in the middle of it, even though it's happening if you would be tied to me. I can renew your strength. God wanted to teach these principles to their people in such a profound way. And I think we've lost this art of realizing that we need to be tied to him daily so that we're constantly being renewed. I feel like for me personally, right now, the last six to seven weeks, it's like God has come into my life and he goes, don't need that, ripping that out. Oh, don't like that vanity, rip that one out. And, and it's like, I feel like on the inside of me, it's like a major renovation project going on. All the studs are bare, the, the jib is off the wall, the paint is gone, the floor's been picked up, all the rot's been dealt with, and it doesn't feel very pleasant. But as I wait, linger, tie myself to him, he will renew my strength. When Israel came out of 400 years of slavery with Pharaoh in Egypt, and they went through the, went through the desert, God provided for them every day, manna from heaven, right? Six days a week. Because God wanted to teach them to be dependent on him. He wanted to teach them to, say, to stay tied to the life source. God wanted to teach them to stay connected to him daily. And so every day they were pick enough manna for that day. If they picked more than that for that day, overnight it would get infested with maggots and stuff like that. Not very nice. But on the sixth day, they were allowed to collect enough for two days because God made the seventh day the Sabbath, a day of rest. It says this in Exodus chapter 20. It says, remember to observe the Sabbath by keeping it holy. That means to be set apart, right? You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath day to rest dedicated to the Lord your God. Now, a lot of teaching has taken this out of context and they've made the Sabbath some sort of major thing about you must do this on, because you know, Saturday is actually the Sabbath in Jewish culture and so church must be on the Saturday. You can't do any work on the Saturday. You can't do anything on the, on the Sabbath. You, da, 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 da. But, but what they forget is this, is that Jesus said this in the New Testament, that, that God did not, make the Sabbath, uh, did not make man for the Sabbath, but he made Sabbath for man. In other words, what he's saying is this, he's saying, I made the Sabbath so you could rest. He made it for us to rest. Yes, acknowledge him in the midst of our Sabbath. Yes, glorify him in the midst of our Sabbath, but it's actually for you and I to rest. Why? So that we can be renewed and refreshed for the next six days. 
It's not a legalistic thing. It's not a religious thing. It's actually a self-care thing that people, as per usual, religious people are taken out of context and twisted it and turned it into some weird thing. So don't get caught up on that. But it says this, Sabbath day of rest and dedicate it to the Lord. God wanted to teach us that we are refreshed. We are renewed by waiting on him, by dedicating some time to him, by resting. That that's how we get refreshed. And in today's society, that seems almost impossible, right? I mean, I work on Sundays. This is my workday. So Fridays are my day off. Fridays are my Sabbath. But too often, my Fridays become catch-up day. Anybody know what I mean? You know, the honey to-do list. Does any guy have a honey to-do list? Or you're too scared to put your hands up? There's a honey to-do list, you know, where it's like, hey, we need to get this, we need to get this done around the house. It's nothing to do with we. (laughs) Replace we with you need to get this done around the house. Yes? Just to clarify, because you you guys are a little bit confused. You think that we means we're going to do it together. No, 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 no. It means you're going to do it while I watch. Okay? Just... Just helping some people out here. Um, I'm just joking. Don't get all upset with me. But too much of my Fridays end up being catch-up day on all the things I didn't get done the other days. You know, there's a question I have for you, and it's this. It's like, when was the last time you rested, you lingered, you held your kids, just looked in their eyes, waited on the Lord, you took your time, and you dedicated time to him to be refreshed. Maddie, you can jump on the keys when you're ready. There's a company in America called Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is a fast food joint in America. Does chicken. Their slogan is, eat more chicken, save the cows. Chick-fil-A. And when, when Trinity and I went to America earlier this year for a conference and had a bit of a holiday, Trinity wanted to go to Chick-fil-A because she'd always heard about it. And it's certainly one of my favorite fast food places in America. I know it's one of Maddie's as well. And, uh, and Trinity wanted to go to Chick-fil-A, but the problem is we landed on a Sunday. Chick-fil-A's not open on a Sunday. Chick-fil-A has a Sabbath on a Sunday. None of their shops are open. I didn't realize this the first time I went to America and I sat in the drive-thru for a very long time (laughs) waiting to give my order. But that company, Chick-fil-A, is only open six days a week. And here's the incredible thing. They generate more money per square foot in six days than any of their competitors do in seven days. In six days, they generate more income than McDonald's does in seven days. Isn't that crazy? And when they asked the owner, Mr. Kathy, when they asked him about the Sabbath, he said this. He said, I feel it's the best business decision I have ever made. Why? Because God can do far more in six days of us waiting on him than you can do in seven days in your own strength. God can do far more in six days being and, and having your seventh day as a time of refreshing and renewal than you could do by working every day and night. God could do more. 
And the enemy knows this, and that's why he keeps us busy, and that's why he keeps us distracted. And that's why he hates this kind of message. But you and I need to hear this message today because you need time set aside to renew yourself in the Lord, to sink yourself into that new nature, to spend time in His Word, to spend time worshiping, to spend time praying, to spend time just sitting and listening. In the last seven weeks, my whole entire prayer life in the last seven weeks has actually just been me sitting and listening. I haven't actually prayed, apart from when Trinity and I pray at night together, I actually haven't prayed one prayer to God in the last seven weeks. I've just sat and listened and let Him speak to me because that's what relationship is. It's a two-way street, right? Sometimes we're so busy praying that we don't even spend time to listen. But it's waiting, it's lingering, it's tying myself to Him. It's sitting in His presence to be refreshed. God wants to refresh you today. Just like God renewed David, God can renew you. God's Spirit can do something that we can't. And the reason why this message is so important to me is because I nearly ruined my life because I didn't learn how to do this. I got so busy doing ministry pastoring the church, doing all this stuff that I completely disconnected myself from the life source. The only time I ever read my Bible was for a message. The only time I ever prayed was when somebody needed prayer because I got so busy praying for people, being this for people, being that for people that I completely lost my relationship with Him. In fact, the worst thing that ever happened, I'll be honest with you, to my personal relationship with God in the first seven years pastoring here was that I was pastoring the church because everything in my, in my life became about my role instead of my relationship with Him. And I'd stop waiting and lingering and listening and sitting and waiting on the Lord. And maybe today you've been hardworking and maybe, maybe it's been something really, really good. But if you're honest with yourself, it's taken you away from God. And God's here today and He's saying, you come back to me today. I want to renew you. I want to refresh you. God is saying, I'm the source and at the source, I will bless you. I'll give you so much more than you could ever think of. But I can't do that while you're out there doing your own thing, disconnected. It wasn't until the point that I got to where I was burnt out, that I was done, that I was emotionally spent when I had nothing left to give. When I was running on empty and when I was saying enough is enough and thinking about resigning and not pastoring anymore, it wasn't until that place where it got to the end of me. In that broken state, it's like God said to me, ah, oh, finally son, I've got you just where I need you. And he took me on a journey to renew me and refresh me. Because how can I help others when I'm depleted myself? How can I add value to someone else when I'm not filled up? If you're not connected to the source, how on earth are you just supposed to be a guide, teach, and lead, and serve others? The critical thing in life is to stay connected to the source, to stay tied to, to put on, to sink into that new nature. You might be burnt out, you might be tired, but here's one scripture in the Amplified Version that sums it all up in Matthew 11:28, 28, where he says, Come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, I love this, 
doesn't say, I will give you rest. It says, I will cause you to rest. Oh, if there's one thing I learned about God is that He will allow things to be ripped out of your life to force you into a place of rest and renewal. I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls when you're tied to me, when you sink into your new nature. God is here in this place and and you're here for a reason. I'd like to suggest to you that the reason you're here today is to say, God, I come to you. Create in me a new heart. Renew a steadfast spirit in me. Help me reconnect to the source. I want to be renewed. I want to be renewed daily, not just in this moment. You don't have to work harder. God wants to renew you. I want to re-encourage you so that you can be refreshed, rejuvenated, renovated, and renewed in His presence. And His renewal is one prayer away. Just like it was for David. In the midst of the aftermath of adultery and murder, David prayed, one prayer of God help me God change me God renew me God restore me God renovate me put a steadfast spirit back in me and in that one prayer he went from the seeking sand of adultery and murder to the stability of a steadfast spirit. God wants to do that for you today. Just one prayer. God help me. God change me. God renew me. As we wait, as we linger, as we get tied to you, I will renew you and you will become like me. Why don't we all close our eyes? Just...